Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louie. All right, welcome back in. 11 o'clock hour here on Issel and Louie, taking you up until noon. Bobby V's got you then. First replay, 3 o'clock. Streetle and Sweezy until 6 o'clock here on 680-1057. The app, your smart speaker, you're in your car, however you're hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Second hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Delta Dental and DeltaDentalKY.com. Hey, Dennis, if you're looking to uh, to expand your practice, uh, lots of resources on the website. Go ahead and click on that tab up top, Dentist Tools at uh, DeltaDentalKY.com. And uh, without further ado, I give you hogs, pork, lamb, non-GMO diet, no hormones, no antibiotics from our friends at Buckler Farms. BucklerFarms.com. Delivered to your house. If you live in Louisville, Lexington, or Frankfurt, they will deliver to your house once a week. You can pick up a monthly bundle if you like uh, to have on a recurring basis. Check out all their stuff at bucklerfarms.com. A uh, very cool opportunity to hang out with them. But without further ado, Dan, it is time for the Monday Moron. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, today, I, I'm not sure that many of our listeners saw this. Uh, you might not have, Louie, because... Uh, it uh, it took place late Friday night, uh, but my Monday morning moron is Shannon Sharp. Oh, okay, yeah. Did you see this? I did. Shannon Shannon Sharp. For those of you that don't know, Shannon Sharp uh, is a was a uh, tight end for the Denver Broncos. Was on uh, one of their one or two of their Super Bowl winning teams. Is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he now does a show called Undisputed. It's on Fox Sports, I think. You don't need to tell people it's up against us, but keep going. That's up against us? Yeah, yeah, keep going. (laughs) Well, this thing, I mean, we're not very good, but this thing's unwatchable. Yeah, it's bad. It really is. I mean, uh, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless... For those of you that are as old as I am and are still breathing, congratulations. But Skip Bayless was a longtime uh, lead sports columnist for the Dallas, is it Morning News? Yep. Uh, for the Dallas Morning News. And so now he and Sharp do a show. 
And uh, as I said, it's called Undisputed. And basically, uh, you know, they take a topic, a national topic. It's usually about the Lakers or the Cowboys. And one takes one side and one takes the other, and they just beat it to death. I watched it one time, (laughs) and one time was enough for me. But anyway, uh, when it comes to the Lakers, uh, Shannon Sharp is president of the LeBron James fan club. Sure. And Bayless, because of that, Bayless, of course, is one of LeBron's biggest critics. But so Friday night, uh, the Lakers are playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies have won 11 in a row. And right before the end of the first half, he gets into a shouting match with one of the players, uh, Dylan Brooks and, and, and Sharp. By all accounts, Sharp started it. Mm. And and he is telling Dylan Brooks he's <laughs> too small to guard LeBron James. And so they get into this argument. And at halftime, uh, the, the Grizzlies are on the way to the locker room. And... Uh, Steven Adams, and I, I, I don't care if you're an all-pro tight end or not, I don't want anything to do with Steven Adams. That's a man. And and Ja Morant and Morant's father get over and get in Sharp's face, and they have to be the officials and security has to literally separate them uh, before fisticuffs, in, fisticuffs ensue. And so, <laughs> what's a fisticuff? A fisticuff? No, fisticuff. Oh, I I made it. <laughs> Wait a second now. Don't don't start pointing out mistakes, buddy. <laughs> don't start pointing out mistakes. I'm just interested. Uh, I I, th- I think I can do that with the with the best of. <laughs> um, so anyway, anyway, if it looked it was like any- they were really going to fight too. I agree. With yeah, yeah, no, agree with yes. no, no, no. And and, and I'm going to read you <laughs> Sharp's comments, which shows you that there was intentions to have fisticuffs. And, <laughs> and and so if this was anybody else, I mean, he's sitting courtside and evidently free drinks come with a courtside seat because this guy, his his actions are moronic. Mm. Um, uh, and so if it was anybody else, he would have got kicked out of the game. Uh, but they take him back in the tunnel during half, and, and so he, he does an interview with ESPN, okay? And, and I'm going to read this word for word. So evidently the guy interviewing him is named Dave. He yeah. said, Dave, D- Dave, Dave, Dave McMenamin, yeah. Yeah, they didn't want this smoke, Dave. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like for sure, for sure. Um, they do all that talking and jockeying, and I ain't about that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said, blank you, and I said, blank you, and he started to come at me. And I said, you don't want these problems. And then Jay came out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. Then his dad came, and he didn't want these problems either. (laughs) He didn't mention Adams because Adams would have had no problem with those with those problems. But 
and and so uh, it's just, I mean, it's pitiful. It really is uh, that a 54-year-old man, uh, just because he's sitting in the front row of the uh, of the Laker game, thinks he can talk like that about the Grizzly players. And and what's worse is then LeBron comes out and takes sharp side, called him <laughs> called him his uncle. He said, yeah, "My uncle's got my back, and I've got his back." Wait a second. They he was trying to fight NBA players, and you're taking his side of the problem. Uh, no, no. And so Shannon, I, I don't know if you did this, you know, to try to get some publicity for your sorry show or what. But this is completely out of bounds, and for that, my friend, you are the Monday morning moron. Shannon Sharp on courtside fans in 2021. People think they can pay money. People think because they pay money, you can say whatever you want. You cannot say certain certain things like what they be saying and think it's okay. That was in 2021 from Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. So he has yep. since apologized on his show this morning, um, which needs to be mentioned. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, not a good scene for sure. So. No. no I didn't realize how great Stephen Adams' hair looked, by the way. Oh yeah! Oh, the beautiful! Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah! I know. I, I don't care. And did you notice in how big Sharp's gotten? Yeah, he's a big dude. I mean, I don't know if he still works out or not, but his his chest is twice as thick as when he played for the Broncos. Uh, but I don't I don't care how thick his chest was. Stephen Adams would have put him in about the fourth row. So I agree with that. Yeah, you know you don't want you don't want any of that smoke, Shannon. You don't want any of that smoke. And we thank our friends at Buckler Farms, BucklerFarms.com for sponsoring the Monday Morning Moron out in Cropper, Kentucky. All of your farm raised pork and lamb from their farm delivered to your house, non GMO, no hormones or antibiotics. Get that fresh, fresh. I mean, Dan, Dan. Yeah, I mean, they're they're delivering bacon to people's houses. That's God's work. That's God's. Work. No, yeah, that's God's work. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm going to try to do when I go out there? I'm going to try to talk them into start raising chickens too. <laughs> Prime went to the grocery store yesterday and paid over six dollars for a dozen eggs. Do you want to hear my conspiracy theory about that? $6 for a dozen eggs. I remember when I was in high school, the egg man used to bring them to the house on Saturday morning for twelve for 25 cents a dozen. $6 for a dozen eggs. Go ahead. Uh, so, you know, they, they cite all these supply chain things, and there's these issues in these states. Do you know, do you know what I think happened? What? what? What did they used to tell us in the 80s and 90s about eggs? They were bad for Horrible you. Horrible for you. Yeah. What, what has happened in recent years? Uh, well, oh, it's a good source of protein. It's not any yeah. more cholesterol than eating something else, blah, 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 blah. So people were like, oh, this is really cheap protein. So people started buying eggs, and then they figured out that they can charge five bucks a dozen for these things because it's still cheaper than buying one pound of beef or something. You still get 12 of something. Mm. That's my conspiracy. I got you. They changed the narrative on eggs, and then they raised the price. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, when that came out about eggs being bad for you, you know how how many uh, I cut back on zero, none, <laughs> none. Like my man, my, my my man Al Gore saying the Arctic cap is going to be gone in uh, ten years in two thousand and seven, 
Yep. None. <laughs> Al Gore makes $500 million on the climate change issue and buys a house on Malibu Beach. <laughs> the ocean's going to raise 20 feet. Uh, I'm going to buy a house on Malibu Beach. Avery, how did we get here? Avery! Hey, I don't know. Price, I've been asking that Buckland, question for the last Buckland week Farms. Buckland Farms, please buy some chickens. Buckler. Buckler, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. I appreciate you, buddy. I'll see you this week. Can't even pronounce the name of the sponsor right. What's wrong with me this yeah. morning, fisticuffs? Oh, man. Oh, there it is. Buckler Farms texting in. I appreciate it. Uh, your conspiracy theory isn't wrong, but the fact that hundreds of thousands of chickens were gassed because of a bird flu did put a dent in production. Not, I am not debating the second part of that but i do think that they all of a sudden eggs were good to eat again and then you know they up the price on them too so that's from buckler farms yeah from our guy nate he listened that's how i met him was because he's a texter on the show well text nate back and say he's uh, listening he's listening uh, nate come up with a business plan i want to go partners with you (laughs) on chickens oh on chickens (laughs) come on nate all right yeah i'm Little little Issel uh, chicken patch out there. How about that? Yeah. There you go. I think chickens are a pain in the butt. I think that's really what it's about. They're nasty. <laughs> They're nasty, dirty animals. Do you know if you, we used if, to... if you throw an egg in front of a chicken, they'll eat it? Raw, <laughs> just raw on the ground in front of you? Like really? They, they go after the yolk, yeah. Oh, no. Huh. Chickens are gross, man. Anyways. We know. I know. Because when we were when I was a kid, we would, we would raise 100 chickens mm. every summer. And then my uncle was a butcher, and he would come down to the farm and and butcher 100 chickens, and we'd have chickens for the rest of the winter. We would buy, we would go and buy a box. Nate, are you listening? He's listening. We would go go and buy a box that was about three feet by three feet and maybe six inches deep, and it would have 100 chicks in it. And we take them home and, and raise them for the summer. No, I know how nasty chickens are. Uh, Nate's in. But they're going to be in Shelbyville, so what do I care? Nate's in. Oh, good. Good, so, okay. See, this show, this show a, gets stuff done, Dan. Don't worry about it. Yeah, write up about, a yeah. business plan, Nate. We're raising <laughs> chickens. And that was your money. And if you, deliver, if you deliver them like you do the, the pork, the bacon, man, we ought to be able to charge $7. <laughs> Oh, easy. I farm, like farm this. Farm fresh eggs, man. Oh, yeah. I like this. <laughs> Bucklerfarms.com. <laughs> what happened? What happened the last five minutes, Avery? Help me out. Where well, we don't we have, went, I mean. So we, how we got we our went from like, yeah, we went from like. From, we've, covered, we've covered everything in the show sheet, and we still got 40 minutes to go. It's not true at all. It, oh. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I've been asking what's gotten into the show, what went wrong for the last week. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, I... things have gone <laughs> off the rails this week, this last week with oh, this fair. show. That's fair. So, like, what? Where did things like? I just don't know how we went from hogs to like Malibu Beach. That's the thing I don't understand. Well, you were saying about you know people coming out and and making predictions. And, and then it it being yeah, but why absolutely, did you go to Al Gore? That was the biggest. That was the best <laughs> example I could think of. Got it. Okay. 
Louie, the man said the oceans are going to raise 20 feet and buys a house on Malibu Beach. That's the best example I could think of. All right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. All right. You don't have to yell at me. It's all right. I, I mean, you can yell at me. It's probably good radio. No, no, no. I wasn't yelling. I wasn't yelling at you. I think if I talk louder, uh, my point will be more well taken. You know, that's one of my favorite things that Americans do. They'll meet someone whose native language is not English, and they think if they raise their volume, they'll understand them better. <laughs> that's exactly how that works. <laughs> Hamburger. Hamburger. It's like, dude, no, it's not going to help. Like, stop. No, it's, stop. You're not helping. <laughs> they all do it. Yep. Oh, man. Yes, they do. All right. This is This One Louie hanging out with you. Second hour of the show, of course, brought to you by Delta Dental. Delta Dental. KY.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. Take you up until noon. Bobby V will have you then. He will recap. I mean, just no, no game this weekend. So everybody got a respite. And they eh, work a core four in. So there you go. Um, you are getting support on the text line, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. <laughs> People do what you got to do. I um, let's go back. Let's talk a little bit about that uh, about the Kentucky game against Texas A&M, just for the new audience. Um, good and bad, we think uh, more good than bad, right? Uh, definitely, yeah, absolutely. Is there any concern about about um? And I know it's winning that matters. Is there any concern about Case and Wallace's shooting? Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, no points uh, against Tennessee. He's, he's you know, 13 shots to get 11 points the other night. I mean, is there any concern about that? Or is it just the team is I, – I, and I get it. I want to be clear. They're, they're clearly better with him on ball rather than Severe Wheeler. I understand all of it. But is there ever a concern – I mean, is that the concern? Is the free throw shooting the concern? Or am I just trying to find things that are wrong with a team that's just won three games in a row? You know, I I think, and and one of the ways you can tell is whenever they referred to Kaysen at the beginning of the season, it was a lottery pick. The last couple of times I've read stories about Kaysen Wallace, it was a potential first-round pick. And so I think that tells you right there that the kid isn't playing up, up to expectations. But hardly any of these, you know, five-star kids that come into college when they're 18, 19 years old. Hardly any of them do. Uh, but, yeah, it is it is a concern. And, uh, you know, I, I would say if they're going to – if they're going to play Oscar, uh, you know, it, whenever – Whenever the the paint the the ball was close to going in the paint, there were three Texas A and M players. So you know what what had happened was Buzz had looked at the tape of the last game when Oscar went nuts and had thirty seven, and he said we can't let this happen. And so he had three of his big guys surrounding him, and that's why Kentucky got all the open three point shots. But you would think. I mean, not only Kaysen, but if you're a three-point shooter, Louie, mm-hmm. and you're getting basically open shots, I mean, there weren't too many contested threes. And not only him going one for seven, but Fredericks, and I know Fredericks brings an awful lot 
to the to the game and you know sometimes scoring isn't the only thing that helps your team be successful but uh, yeah I think it's a concern that he goes one for seven from three and 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 Fredericks goes what two for ten or something like that I think the saving grace there is that the defense is is considerably better the other part with Frederick is I think when he was at Iowa, he didn't have to play defense <laughs> in the way that he has to play it at Kentucky because, I mean, McCaffrey doesn't care about defense. I mean, he just tries to outscore you. Right. First to 90 wins in Iowa games. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I just, you know, with with Frederick, I think he's still trying to figure out, you know, because we have to remember, I mean, he didn't play last year. I think he's still trying to figure out his stamina and those sorts of things. <clears throat> Even until recently, wasn't playing 35 minutes a game. And so <clears throat> I think that's part of it. But the Wallace thing, I was just asking because, you know, it's been a couple of games where, you know, he hasn't been, you know, terribly accurate shooting. And, and you know, it might just be a funk and he'll snap out of it at some point. But, um, you know, he shoots, uh, to be fair, he had a very good game against Georgia. Um, but against Tennessee, and it, you know what? He's in every other type, Dan. There it is. Yeah. No, you're right. It's the, it's the consistent. It, it's the lack of consistency that is the, the concerning part about Kaysen's game. But you mentioned Reeves. Uh, Louis Reeves has got to play because if they're going to take if they're going to take Oscar away, right. he is by far no the most con- the most consistent scorer on on the floor. And it's not just three pointers. He is five for eleven from three pointers. But I mean, he was getting inside and 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 making some of those floaters. And so he has to play. There's no question about that. Yeah, 18, 11, and 23, the last three games for Antonio Reeves, who seems to have found um, his spot in the offense for sure. It, it, he's an interesting case, too. We mentioned it earlier, and this is Hissel and Louie, that, that he, for some reason, that off-the-bench thing works for him best. And they're probably going to have to maintain that because I do think even though he's playing 30 minutes, 26 minutes, 29 minutes, there's something about him coming into the game and helping the flow of the offense that seems to work for them right now. So, I, and and I think did Cal, you, you didn't play with guys like that because you know with okay maybe you did in the pros but in college at least I mean Rupp just played five guys right 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 so there right. was no there was no <laughs> there was no Antonio Reeves on your team when you were playing and so um, it's just interesting sometimes that guys do better finishing games than starting them and he seems to be one of those guys well the, you know that's that's that that's that's the rule uh, you know the the important is not. Whether you're starting the game, it's if you're finishing the game, and that and that's the most important part. So even if he's not even if he's not starting, I think Cal wants to play Livingston and and kind of see where he is with that with that lineup. But uh, no, Reeves has got to play thirty thirty five minutes a game. There's no question about that. Yeah, they've certainly gotten to that point um, in the last three at least, and and I think it's look, I I, I think eventually three games becomes a more than just a sample size, I think it becomes a trend, and I think we have a trend here as far as the minutes. I think we know who's going to get them. And their names are, you know, Jacob Toppin, Oscar Sheebway, Casey Wallace, C.J. Frederick, and Antonio Reeves. That's who's going to get yep. the minutes. No, no, that's the uh, – that's I think uh, I think Roberts referred to that as the dream lineup that everybody <laughs> that everybody's been calling for. So it is, a weir- yeah. it, is a, it is a rare time when basketball Twitter was right. Hmm. Usually they're yelling about things and then it happens and that's terrible. But this was something that people were screaming about, uh, about Wheeler needing to be out of the game, even though his assist numbers were great and everything else. And it just, they're just, they're better without him on the floor. A, Minus seven with him on the floor on Saturday. Yeah, it's, 
bizarre, but I, I do think, I mean, what, you know, not to do hyperbole talk, but like, is it Toppin or Reeves that you've been more pleasantly surprised with? I think it's Toppin. Yeah. Because he, no, he couldn't even get off the bench. I mean, you know, in the no, Missouri game, like no, I mentioned it's, earlier. It's, and then... de- it's definitely Toppin. He's still, he, he still has a hard time guarding. Uh, if, if I was going to write a scouting report on Kentucky, I would be I would be taking I, I would be taking um, uh, what am I trying to say Oscar's man I would be taking Oscar's man out of the low post and I'd put Toppin's man in the low post he still can't he still can't guard he's not physical enough to guard an opponent on the low post but other than that his game is really picked up. Like I said, he's 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 making good hard cuts. He's going instead of standing there and seeing if Oscar's going to get the rebound. He's going to the rebound. He's got a great intermediate game, and that's something that you hardly ever see in college. It's either a you know a dunk or a layup or a three pointer. He's got a he, he's developed a great intermediate game. No, he is he because I didn't I didn't much you know I kept waiting. You know, they're telling me in the preseason, you know, how much he'd improved and how good he was. And for the first two months of the year, he wasn't any better than he was last year. But he's really stepped up his game recently. All right. Well, we'll head to break here. We will do um, – we haven't done many of these lately. We'll do culture item on the other side. Dan, did you like this culture item? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like this. Okay. Right. I like this. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, go ahead and uh, take us to break with an official read, but we'll talk dinosaurs on the other side. There you go. Hey, reminder that this hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030 or you can always go online at ky.deltadental.com. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here on a Monday on Nissel and Louis, 680-1057, taking you up until noon with Bobby V. And then first replay, Streetle and, uh, oh my gosh, Streetle and Sweezy uh, at 3 o'clock, taking you up until 6 o'clock. All local programming, of course, here from 7A to 6P. Melt 502 brought lunch by the office today. We thank them, and we encourage you to check out Melt 502 for lunch and mention that ESPN Louisville uh, special. You get a free dessert with your order. Be sure to try the handheld spaghetti sandwich. How about that? Only at Melt 502, heart of Fern Creek, right behind the Moby Dick at 6318 Bardstown Road. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 12 to 9. They are hiring as well. You can order online at melt502.com. I don't think you've been in for a melt day yet, Dan. No, I have not. I'm looking forward to it. Very, very unique stuff. Very um, comfort food times 10. Like very, very comfort food. So um, my favorite is the LaBelle. It's a patty melt. On Texas. Oh, toast. I get it. I get it. Patty LaBelle. I get it. 
special sauce, caramelized onions. Oh yeah, you would love it. That's a, it's a great sandwich. And I, I will even make sure there's there's mustard here when you when you get here. So there you go. Okay, perfect. Dan, I'll say this: Melt five hundred two goes faster than Bear Nose here. Really? Ooh, I, ooh, it's close. It's close. Bear Nose though. Uh, would, would would you explain to Thumbs <laughs> who our sponsors are and who See, and who this. we just, just and who we just thank for bringing lunch by the studio? I know. I'm would just you, saying, e- like, explain they go very that. Fast. Yeah, explain that to Thumbs. Would you? We appreciate all our fine sponsors here. Monday is for Melt Five Hundred Two. Melt Five Hundred Two dot com. Uh, out in Fort Crete. Uh, 6318 Bartstown Road. All right. right by the Moby Dick. Right behind the Moby Dick. There you go. I, there you I'm go. telling you, that that LaBelle sandwich is top, top. It's a delicious. It's, ooh. It's one of my favorite hamburgers in this city. Really? It's very different, but it's very good. So, wow. Yeah, okay. like it a lot. All right. Got it. All right, we're going to India. Yes. Paleontologists have found dinosaurs. Do you believe in dinosaurs, Dan? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. That's why we can drill for oil. <laughs> we shouldn't, though, right? I mean, come on. Do you know someone who doesn't believe in dinosaurs? Um, you know, if if you know, Dan's not a big uh, big evolution guy, so like, I, I I never know like when people draw the line at animals that once no, existed. No, I'm don't I'm, I'm not a big evolution guy. I am a no evolution guy. <laughs> and so, it is. Uh, uh, we go to uh, India. For this one, and they've been uh, they have unearthed uh, fossilized dinosaurs with ninety two nests and two hundred and fifty six eggs from something called the Titanosaurus. Uh, <laughs> they weren't doting parents, though. They likely left their eggs and then left their offspring to fend for themselves. Is that unbelievable? And not only did they not <laughs> raise their young, it looks like they stepped on a bunch of eggs on the way out. <laughs> Oh, this imagine is, uh, what those eggs would sell for, Louie. <laughs> this, is, this is kind of how uh, I, I imagine Avery was raised. <laughs> no. <laughs> my parents raised me really well. I just do my own thing now. Got it. So it's not their fault. This over no, here is okay. not their fault is what you're saying. They, Correct. they did a great job. They I get my they, own rules. They did a great job raising Avery. Unfortunately, none of it stuck. No, I, there is one rule that stuck. Don't What's ask that? for anything. Because if you ask, you're not going to get it. But if you do ask, you might get it. So I don't ask for things. And it took my mom about 23 years or so to finally get that through her head. And so now when it comes time for Christmas shopping, she's like, hey, do you have this? Instead of what do you want for Christmas? Mm. Because if I don't have this, it goes on the list, and I most likely get it for Christmas. I got you. Okay, I don't hate that. All right. All right. Did you see the echidna on this, Dan? The what? The echidna that looks like a uh, a porcupine. A porcupine. That's what I thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's a marsupial. That doesn't have that doesn't have anything to do with dinosaurs. It's a mammal that lays eggs, but it acts like uh, the dinosaurs do. Just lays them and, and hits the road. So they they actually um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Of course, it's actually the opposite. They um, so instead of using you know like we're we are endothermic, Dan. We make our own heat. They are able to control their bodies and actually cool them so that the eggs don't overheat in the in the 
Outback in Australia. How about that? Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. That's very cool. I didn't I thought that was another story, so I didn't read it. <laughs> This one was definitely laid out weird. It is a weird. It's a bad layout. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You ever been uh, hit by a porcupine at all, Dan? No. Okay. I'm surprised no. by that, actually. Yeah, I am, too. They no, had to be I, around in Illinois, right? I've, I've been skunked. I've, I've been skunked. How bad is that? Oh, it's awful. It's got to be the worst, right? It's awful. We were on the farm in, in, uh, in Versailles. And Sherry made me go down to the barn. And um, tomato juice, is that an old wives' tale, or does tomato juice really? She made me uh, soak myself in tomato juice and then hose myself off down there. And I I don't think it did a bit of good. So I'm going to tell a skunk story. So the night before my sister's wedding, we let the dog out to go to the bathroom and the dog gets skunked at like 9.30 at night. And I mean like direct hit probably a foot and a half from the skunk like just absolutely tattooed by this thing. And so we literally spend like half the night trying to de-stink this dog and like calm my sister down of course, right? And then uh, their marriage didn't work out so there you go. (laughs) Well, Well, that was a Harbinger of things to come. No question. One of the great the harbingers do- of my entire life. Yeah. The you know, dog met the dog met a skunk and so did your sister. That is correct. You know, yeah. when you said that it was the night before your sister's wedding, my brain automatically thought, What did you do to this skunk? <laughs> did you make it bad enough to get skunked? <laughs> I think the dog chased him and the and the skunk was like, Oh, you want some of this? I got something for you. Probably. hundred percent that's what I that mean, was. it looks like a cat. Yes, correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. You think it's a squirrel or something? Absolutely. Yeah, but no, I, I I always thought, you know, we, we there was a warning sign that night. So something I always do at weddings, Dan, if I know, if I intimately know the people getting married, about a, about a half hour before the ceremony, I say, I have my car here. Do we need to leave? <laughs> because it is better to leave then than in 30 months or 30 years or something right. like that. Like, just right. get out yeah. now. Yeah, it's time. You need to run. Let's go. I got you. I'll be the bad guy for this because I think it's better to get out then than not. <laughs> I don't think I got I, to offer that to my sister. <laughs> I wonder what she would have said. I, I, I did something differently with my daughter-in-law. Okay. Uh, I, I, told, <laughs> I told her she was making a huge mistake. Hmm. And if anything ever went wrong, she could not blame me. <laughs> And I can't tell you how many times she started to say something about Scott, and I throw my hands up and say, uh-uh, not here. I warned you. I warned you, baby. I, I told you. I told you. Well, we like her, though, right? Who? Your daughter-in-law. I love her. She's easily my favorite Issel. <laughs> well, until Henry's getting that shoe deal, right? And starting to get the bag from colleges, right? I mean, then we'll like him, right? We were at Henry's game on Saturday. <laughs> Henry, he was really cranked because he had five, including his best friend, hmm. but five of his friends from school were on the opposite, oh, on the other oh, on the other oh, team. Oh, let's go. And he, uh, let me tell you, he was fired up. And they won 32 to uh, 32 to 22. 
and Henry had 16. Mm. And so I know his best friend, Miles, I know the family pretty well. They live real close to Scott, and he's a Cardinal, a St. Louis Cardinal fan, which is how we developed a relationship because I hate the Cardinals and he hates the Cubs. And so after the game, he said, Henry played great. He said he must have had 16 or 18 points. I said, yeah, the problem was he shot eight for 43. So... (laughs) That sounds about fifth. It sounds about nope, ten years old. No, yeah. he's an issel. He's an issel. Let <laughs> me a, tell you something. He's a chucker, something. people. That's you right. Got a chucker. That's right. He didn't Triple come T here. Pa- <laughs> he didn't come here passing the ball. That's for sure. <laughs> Defensive guys drive Chevys, as I learned from Dan Issel. <laughs> oh man, that's great. I love that it's genetic. I would love if it was just genetic. Like your your grandkids are just chuckers. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh man. Well, he he certainly is. Well, good. Right. Well, I have no idea how we got onto that, but um, I don't I'm glad either. that we did. Um, yeah. The the echidna by the uh, is the last of the monotremes. How about that? Oh, are we still on that thing? I already okay. closed it up. Hold on. No, you're good. It's, uh, over. it's over. What? It's over. It's over. It's over. The, the last of the what? The monotreme family. Anyway, so what? Um, have you been to Australia? I have not. Yeah, I have no desire to go to Australia. I, I don't either. Uh, and I got nothing against the Australian people, by the way. I want to be on record. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's the creepy crawlies. Yeah, it's, I think it's, everything there kills you. I agree. That's yeah. the thing. Everything in Australia is set up to just either poke you like an echidna or those I mean, kangaroos look like jerks. They will fight you. Like, if you yes. see a kangaroo in the water, you're not supposed to go in because, well, you're, you might end up dead. Yeah, I mean, someone pointed out on the text line, too, have you seen these dogs on vet shows that get porcupine? They come in with, like, three to 500 quills in their face. I, I'm, yes, this, yes. And I feel like everything in Australia does that. Like, it's, the, just, the, it's just a continent of that. Yeah, the, the main reason, well, the biggest reason I, I wouldn't go is because I think there's nothing there that would entice me to go. And the second thing is... Well, 22 hours be, on a plane. Yeah, that's you where I was going. Yeah no. yeah, no way. No way. I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't spend 22 hours on a plane to go any place. So, <laughs> now we're we're not going to Australia. I uh yeah no I just I think the whole continent is set up to kill you, like that's just what it's for. They also, by the way, there are so many camels, feral camels in Australia, that they double in population every seven years. We just hit two million feral camels, so in 2030 there will be four million camels in Australia. Australia has camels. They use them to settle the outback. And left them. And then just left them. And yeah. the camels were like, let's get to boning. And that's what they're doing. <laughs> Can you say that on radio? Boning. Um, are they protected? No, no, the opposite, actually. Oh, you they, go hunt them. They destroy, they destroy crops. They're, yeah, they're, they're literally like one of the worst things that's happened in mm. modern well, human we, history. As we, kind of have, we, can, we kind of have the same thing. It, it goes unrecognized. Is it the feral uh, hogs? No, that's down south. Texas and Oklahoma, yeah. Here is horses. Oh. And they and they are protected. Got that it. you can't you can't do anything except adopt them. Mm. You can't sterilize them, you can't and and they're they're increasing at a rate kind of like the camels, the oh. wild horses in the west. Yep. Yep. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wild mustangs are in 14 states. Um, wow, Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, Utah, and Wyoming. 
None of those states surprise me. Wild horses and burros. How about that? Do you get a what? How does that work? You get a mule if you breed a horse and a donkey. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. And got, mules mules can't reproduce, right? Correct. But I think yeah. they're super smart. Something like that. Yeah, you can't get them to do anything. Correct. They're, br- they're brilliant. <laughs> well, stubborn as a mule, right? So you know that's it's one of the things. I was listening to a podcast about this because I apparently have just endless time to work on things um, that people would get horses if they needed them to do dumb things because you could train a horse to do things like go into war. But donkey yeah. donkeys were like, yeah, no, nope, nope, nope. So if you were settling new land, you would grab a donkey rather than a horse because a horse would be like, yeah, we can go there. Sure. I'm a horse. And um, what, do, what do they say about horses, Dan? They wake up thinking uh, homicide and suicide. Yeah, they, they wake up. That, that's that's what they say on the farms in Lexington. They they wake up every morning wondering what they can do to kill themselves. Man, coming down on a text line that Henry in Trimble County has feral pig problems. I don't I don't want to hear that. You know who doesn't have feral pigs, Dan? Hmm. Buckler Farms. Bucklerfarms dot com. Go check them out. Yeah. I yep. um. <laughs> I, why and they'll they- soon they'll soon be in the egg business. So. 60, Hold on to that. 60,000 free-roaming horses in the United States and Canada combined. Holy I told you. Holy God. I told you. And, they're, and, and you can't touch them. Are they delicious? They... <laughs> All right. How about this? How about this? When do you think the law was made that you're not allowed to go after wild Mustangs? Ooh, I would guess it was um, 18... Uh, oh, okay. 84. 1971. Someone on the text line, and I appreciate this person listening every single day. Hippo talk, damn it. Not t- that is a person who listens every day. I appreciate you, sir or ma'am. Hippo talk. <laughs> what is going on at your house, Dan? Uh, that is prime. I, I'm in my office, and the printer oh. <laughs> is, is located uh, right next to my desk. Okay. And so... Prime is printing off. We we are both on diets, have been since the first of the year. Yep. And, and so I'm sure she's printing off some low-carb diet, and that's that's what it is. Like a recipe, you mean? Yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's so hold, many... Hold on a second. Yeah, what's on the uh, printer? Shay, stop it! <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, tell me what's on the recipe. Well, I'd have to get up and go over oh, to the oh, printer. Oh, 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 okay. I thought like you were at your desk and it was just sitting there next to you. No, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. Across, it's across the room. All right, fair it's enough. It's across the room. What's been your favorite low-carb uh, thing so far? Um, you seem pretty simple, like steak and asparagus kind of guy. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I told you earlier we went out to dinner Yeah. Saturday night. I had a wedge, a steak, and asparagus. There it is. <laughs> Good call. I, I Good call. I am in I am in trends and analysis for a living, so if I couldn't figure out what you like after hanging out with you for six and a half months, I'd be a bad person. <laughs> Sherry Sherry just walked in and said, Were you yelling for me? <laughs> <laughs> Louie can hear the printer go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got her to stop. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Yeah, what's the recipe? Chicken what? Salt and boca. Oh, salt and boca, yeah. 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 Oh, you're Are we having that for dinner tonight? Not tonight. Not tonight. She's printing ahead of time during the show. 
<laughs> I love it. Oh, this man. show has completely gone in the tank. All right, so according to the Bureau of Land Management and the federal government, wild horses and burros are defined by federal law as unbranded, unclaimed, free-roaming horses or burros found on public lands in the United States. Today, uh, the Bureau of Land Management protects and manages wild horses and burros in balance with other public resource values on 177 herds across 27 million acres of public lands. Yeah, B- BLM, and you know what? <clears throat> they you my my uh, I, I had uh, the the fella that was my vet uh, when we had the horse farm in Kentucky. Very successful vet, uh, a, a reproduction a reproduction specialist. All of the the Coolmores, the the Godolphins, all of the huge families. If they were have uh, huge farms, if they were having trouble. With a stallion, they would fly this guy all over the world. Mm. I mean, he is a reproduction special. He came up because he knew what a problem this was. Uh, he came up with an idea of how, like I said, you can't you can't neuter them or do anything like that. He came up with a shot that you could give the stallions that would keep them from reproducing, and they took it all the way to Washington, and they said, nope. Nope, wow. can't touch them. Cannot touch them. Do you know why? Why? It's just how people feel about animals in the current culture. I think we've done this before. In the same election in Florida, they outlawed greyhound racing and voted for Ron DeSantis. <laughs> like, people just love animals now. Like, if you watch a movie, they'll warn you ahead of time if there's violence against animals, but not if there's violence against people. Hmm. That's because people will fight if there's violence against animals. Well, think like, about it. Think about I it. Would you rather cry when the dog dies? Boom! There it is. Boom! Tell me. First movie I ever saw. <gasps> no, Dan. Not old. First. Miller. No. Old. Old. Yeller. Oh, Dan. <laughs> cried. Cried like a oh, baby. Dan, no. First movie I no. ever saw. Oh, Dan. No. <laughs> old Yeller. Oh man. Yep. Oh, text. This is a good text. Man, we. I appreciate these people. Same texture, by the way. Louis is good at handicapping Dan. It's true. Um, texture says, I like animals. Horses. Better. Horses. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Um, that's why we do that uh, segment. If you ever get a chance to see wild horses, it's really beautiful as a show. Um, and then, oh, where's the text? Where did it go? Oh, how did I, oh, there it is. They need to reproduce so they can keep evolving. Man, that's a good text. Mm. That is a good text. That. Avery and I are smiling. Dan, I don't think gets it, but um, <laughs> because animals aren't paid actors, you knob. I, no, absolutely. I get it. <laughs> I got called a knob on the text line. I like it. No, it's because we kind of expect people to be violent toward other people. But if you are violent towards something that cannot defend itself, then we think of you as a bad person. That's why you're, if you do something awful. to kids or something, you're a bad person. Yeah. No, yeah even worse. No. That's correct. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. All right. Well, about five more minutes here on the show. Uh, Bobby V will have you uh, around noon whenever uh, whenever they get going with that one. Um, you know, looking ahead to tomorrow, Dan. Trip to Vandy. I mean, how? What's your concern level? What percentage do you give uh, UK to win that game? Uh, well, I I, I just uh, I, I just came across a story that that said um, that. Hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> That uh, their big guy is out, Vandy's Vandy's big guy, okay. which which will really keep them 
uh, from having uh, the ability to to defend Oscar. Uh, and I I think this I think this team's on the upswing. I I give them a seventy five percent chance to win the game. Okay. All right. I have you seen a spread yet? No, that'll come out tomorrow for a okay, for a so, nine o'clock game. That'll come out tomorrow. All right, so, so it'll come out uh, during the show, probably actually. Okay, all right. Well, then then we'll be able to uh, pick against the spread. We'll let you pick that, and then I'll give out a pick three at Turfway on Wednesday. So perfect, <laughs> perfect. We'll both we'll both go to our wheelhouse. <laughs> there it is, my bailiwick, if you will. Yes, yes, bailiwick. There you go. Went back to bailiwick. I actually saw that word on the internet the other day, <laughs> and I don't. I don't know how, like, I don't remember what I was looking up, but the word bailiwick showed up on the internet, and I'm just like, what time are we in? Yeah, yeah, it was probably, you were probably looking at a story about uh, words that were dropped from the dictionary in 1907. <laughs> Dan's second year in college. The um, By the way, the only thing that's on the show sheet that is purely for me is that three... U.S. men's tennis players are in the final eight of the Australian Open. And the only reason I bring this up is because I love Grand Slam tennis and I have not had an American man to root for in almost two decades. Yeah, well, you won't after the next round either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're but wrong no. because it's it's actually been fun because, you know, and we got totally spoiled by the, the Williams sisters and everything else, so it kind of yeah. overshadowed how bad it had gotten on the men's side. But, it, no, I'm... I'm 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 cautiously hopeful, Dan. The, the the thing that amazes me about tennis is how many times you wind up with a number one seed against a number two seed, and I mean it might be it might be the most uh, closely uh, held uh, sport to the favorites. Well, especially uh, anyway, on the side, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, the music is playing. We got to go. This has been Issel and Louie on ESPN 680 105.7. We'll be back again tomorrow at 10 o'clock, and we hope you are too. Have a great day, everybody. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.